Hello everyone and welcome back to Marxist Voice, the podcast of the international Marxist tendency in Britain. So if you've been out and about over the past few weeks, you might have noticed posters with the slogan, are you a communist, then get organized, popping up in towns and cities across Britain. And that's because the IMT has launched a communist recruitment drive in Britain. And with us today, we have Ben Glenetsky, the National Secretary of the IMT in Britain, who'll be discussing what the IMT is, what IMT members get up to, and why you should be a communist and get organized. So yeah, how's it going, Ben? Yeah, I mean, it's all going extremely well at the moment. We're very, I'm, I'm pleased to be here, pleased with the campaign so far. Glad to be able to talk a bit about it now. Yeah, me too. Well, let's just jump straight in in that case. Uh, first of all, let's just start with what is the international Marxist tendency? Yeah, all right. Well, in a nutshell, um, <clears throat> we're an organization of communists around the world, many different countries, a few thousand around the world. So we're not, we're not big at this stage, um, but we are getting bigger. And what we're all about is connecting the ideas of Marxism with working class movements all over the planet. Because historically speaking, that is what Marxist ideas have uh, done. That's what they've been good for. They've provided inspiration, guidance for working class struggles. I mean, that's when you think about it, that's what, for example, in this country, Eleanor Marx, Marx's daughter, and Engel, working with Engels, they, they connected Marxist ideas with the new unionist trade union movement that was developing in the in the 1890s, 1880s, 1890s in this country, for example, or what Lenin and Trotsky did with the Russian Revolution, this mass revolutionary movement of workers uh, and peasants and oppressed people in Russia, they connected Marxist ideas to that movement and made it a successful socialist revolution. So that is, that's always been what Marxist ideas are about. That is uh, the goal of the IMT today. There's no shortage of, of mass movements of the working class around the world. What they need is uh, is revolutionary ideas, and specifically the idea that capitalism, which is the cause of these movements, is uh, unreformable. It cannot be improved. This, what we're seeing today, this is the best that we have. You can't paint a smiley face on capitalism. It has to be overthrown. And actually, working class people are capable of running society for themselves. That's what socialist ideas, that's what communist ideas are all about and the IMT exists to promote that. Excellent, yeah. So you uh, you mentioned uh, you know this this idea of connecting Marxist ideas to the working class movement and to the movements that are going on uh, in society. Um, so let's just go into that. I mean, what is it that you know IMT members do in order to connect those movements, mm. to, uh, connect those ideas to the movement? Yeah, well, I mean, let me let me put it this way: if you if you had an illness, if you were unwell in some way, some health problem. And you went to the doctor and said, look, I'm in pain. I've got this problem. I'm in pain. Um, <clears throat> you, you, would, you wouldn't be very impressed if the doctor just said, well, look, I don't know anything, I, I don't know anything about the human body. I don't know anything <laughs> about medicine. I don't know anything like that. I haven't, I haven't got much practice in it. Um, but it makes me really angry and really upset that you're in pain. And I'll do everything. I'll just have a go, basically, at fixing your illness. You'd be a little bit worried. You probably wouldn't trust that doctor. Well, it's the same thing when it comes to politics, in my opinion. <clears throat> If we are going to solve the illness that is plaguing society, which is the illness of capitalism, we we need to really understand that. We need to study it. That's the first. That's the first thing a doctor would do. They'd spend years studying medicine. Well, we need to we need to really study the capitalist system, why it goes into crisis, and we also need to study like revolutionary movements, how workers have moved in the past, what has worked in revolutionary movements in the past and what hasn't worked and what are the key factors, how will it, do, how is it likely to develop for example 
in various different countries. Study, that's the most important thing. That's the starting point for communists, for Marxists, is to study the ideas. And so that's, that's the primary thing I that IMT members do, is they, they spend time, they put time and effort into studying Marxist ideas. Now, we do that, for example, we have weekly branch meetings, and at each branch meeting, every single week, there will be a political discussion on a different aspect of Marxist theory, like economics or philosophy, for example, or, or on uh, an episode of revolutionary history, the Russian Revolution, German Revolution, Spanish Revolution, whatever it is, or on contemporary things, inflation, for example. What is inflation? Where does it come from? Or the war in Ukraine. We discuss all these kind of things from a Marxist point of view, and we educate ourselves. That's the starting point for, for Marxists. And, and to help with that as well, we, the IMT has its own publishing house, uh, and we publish all manner of Marxist classics, also new books. We've got one coming out on the class struggles in Rome. Another example, a historical example of class struggle that took place. What can we learn from that to, to help our, our efforts at class struggle today? We publish a theoretical magazine that comes out every quarter. Uh, obviously, we have our website and, we, and of course, we have our newspapers. As and well. the podcast as well, don't forget. Oh, and the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I do. yeah, of course, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Okay. Um, and, and also, we, we have a newspaper, as you mentioned, and the newspaper is, of course, very important for the education of, uh, of IMT members. But also, we use the paper actively to try and build the organization as well. We have you know, paper sales on street corners, outside of parks, outside of tube stations and, and, and stuff like that. So maybe, yeah, you'd like to go into a bit about you know, how we use the newspaper, the Socialist Appeal newspaper and the Revolution Scotland uh, newspaper as well, in order to spread Marxist ideas. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean... <clears throat> Look, I'll, I'll give you, I'll start off with an example. West London is a, a comrade, a member of the IMT in West London who's a teacher. And and he he has copies of, uh, of the Socialist Appeal newspaper on him. Obviously, that's been quite useful in the course of the recent NEU strikes. Because in the course of those strikes, where we have carried material about the strikes, about the general crisis of British capitalism and the economic crisis and so on, and specifically about the impact on teachers, the impact on education, and then on the NEU specifically. How's the struggle going? What advice do communists and Marxists have for teachers in the NEU engaged in this kind of struggle? We carry all that kind of material in the paper. And uh, and so this, this comrade of ours in West London has, has used the paper as the basis for discussion, and the articles in the paper, as the basis for discussion with other people in his school. Uh, and you sell, you, know, you sell one paper, you sell a couple of papers to people in the staff room, Obviously, it's got the articles about the NEU, but then it's got other articles about socialism in general, about communism, about bigger ideas, political ideas, and it forms the basis for a general political discussion. Uh, and obviously, that that comrade also then becomes a political focal point for people as they're as they're mm. beginning to think about the bigger ideas. That's the role that the paper plays there. It gets our, our ideas out there, links them to a struggle that's actually going on, and then links them to the broader um, perspective as well. And it's the I mean, there's another example recently. There's a <clears throat> A guy who works on an oil rig in the North Sea has got in touch. The oil rig workers, I don't know if you know, are, are you know in the, on the cusp of, of big industrial action. And so this this guy got in touch and said, "Look, this is happening. And and uh, do you have any advice? Uh, whatever. He he's seen our material and he, he knows that uh, advice, Marxist advice, communist advice to the work to the labour movement is the kind of thing that we provide." He got in touch. We had a discussion. We we exchanged some ideas. And then we wrote it up, uh, his experiences, what's going on on the rigs, what's going on in the struggle, and our advice also, the communist, the Marxist advice. We wrote that up as an article in the paper, printed it, and then this paper, this, this, this guy is now going to sell that paper on the, on the rig. 
and get our ideas again out to a wider layer of people alongside bigger, not just about that particular dispute, but then broader ideas also about communism and socialism and, and changing society. So that's the role it can play, the paper, and, that, and that's what we want people to, that's how we want people to use the paper in their workplaces. But like you also mentioned, Jack, it's, it's also about selling on the street. So uh, just quite openly, you know, set up a store. Cambridge is a really good example of this. Uh, every week they set up a store. There's a market square in Cambridge. They set up a store and they are regularly selling now uh, 80, 90, 100 That's copies of the paper. Yeah. It is amazing when you think about it. They're, just, they're there for a few hours. They sell, uh, yeah, triple figures of the papers to just, just people in the market milling about walking by. And now that is really useful. Obviously, it gets our ideas out there, and, and that's a good thing. But it's also very important for our own members, for members of the IMT, to be able not just to talk about communism and socialism and Marxism amongst ourselves or in the echo chamber of social media, <laughs> but like with ordinary people mm. on the street. In, a in towns and cities up and down the country to be able to just start a conversation. You're interested in socialism. You're interested in communism. You want to change the world. You think there's a problem with capitalism. And, and just engage in that kind of discussion. That's really important for, for communists and Marxists to be able to do that. So that the paper also also plays that role. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I can see how that would uh, yeah, build some on one's confidence. And, and that is essential training in order for raising these ideas in the movement in, in, in trade union meetings and workplaces and so on. So yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And yeah, just to interject, I mean, if, if people want to subscribe to the Socialist Appeal newspaper, then they can do so over on our website at socialist.net forward slash subscribe. And you can get a physical edition or a digital edition uh, sent to you uh, for, for a monthly subscription. Um, so yeah, socialist.net forward slash subscribe to check that out. And of course, you can subscribe to our Scottish newspaper as well, Revolution, over on their website, revolution.scot. That's revolution.scot. Um, so uh, yeah, let's move on then to, to another uh, another aspect of this. So we've talked about you know selling the paper in workplaces, selling the paper on the streets and, and stuff like that. Um, but how about um, you know how we intervene in the workers' movement, uh, in in the trade unions and so on? There's been obviously uh, a lot of industrial action over the past uh, the past year, uh, a real rebirth of the labour movement in Britain. We've seen you know a strike wave, uh, you know um, a, a resurgence of, of a lot of left currents in, in the trade unions and, and stuff like that. Uh, what has the international Marxist tendency uh, been doing in order to try and spread Marxist ideas uh, in the workers' movement? Yeah, look, this is this is a really important. Um aspect of our of our work because as you say things are really developing on this front and again i can give you a specific example which kind of illustrates is a good illustration of the kind of stuff we try and do so um this weekend coming up like from the time of the time that we're recording this now uh this weekend coming up is the uh, national conference of the ucu the lecturers union uh and it's not just lecturers it's also other other staff in, in universities but the ucu uh is having their conference in glasgow now, we will be there. The IMT will be there. We've got delegates there. We've got uh, people going to be leafleting outside and stuff like this. And crucially, there's a motion going to that uh, national conference from a branch of the UCU in Sheffield. And, and that motion is to kick capitalism out of higher education. And that motion is from the IMT. Uh, obviously, it's from a branch, but it was written by IMT members and, and discussed and debated and so on in this, in this UCU branch in Sheffield. Uh, and that's going to be discussed at the National Conference of the Union. Um, now that is that is an important example. Uh, it's a small example, obviously. I don't want to over-exaggerate uh, things, but it's it's an important example of the kind of thing we will be able to achieve. What what we've done in Sheffield over a long period of time, the UCU has been taking industrial action for a while now, 
And and in Sheffield, for example, in the first round of industrial action, the, the branch was, was a bit unsure about how militant that the UCU branch that is mm-hmm. was a bit unsure about how militant it could be, how 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 likely the struggle would be to succeed and so on. There was some, you know, there was some some doubtfulness, some questioning. Now there's a few INT uh, members of that branch. And they were pretty optimistic about about the possibilities, and they had some suggestions for strategy and the way forward, and so on, based on a, a communist, on a Marxist understanding of the class struggle and, and what was possible. I mean, they put this forward. They were putting forward, for example, the demand for indefinite strike action and stuff like this, and they and they did that over a period of time. Not people were not convinced at first, and that's fine. Uh, so, but our comrades patiently were kind of arguing for this for about a year. They were pushing this, discussing with people, trying to win them over. At the same time, the students in Sheffield University, who are also, there are a bunch of students at Sheffield Uni who are also members of the IMT, they also were organizing lots of solidarity action with the UCU among the students. And again, at first, they were not that well received at the university. It was pretty limited, the the support amongst the student activists and so on. They were a bit unsure about our comrades' tactics and things like this. But over the course of the year, through patient explanation, through sticking to our guns, and also through the experience of the struggle itself, mm-hmm. we get to this point where we are now, which is a, a branch of the UCU which is now in favour of indefinite strike action. More than that, it's submitted a motion to kick capitalism out of higher education. And the student activists are very much uh, aligned with our comrades in the university, among the students, for how, how best to support, like what, what the tactics and the strategy should be for how the students should link up with the workers. And that's the point, like Marxists, yeah, we're not, we're not the majority, but we do have good ideas. Mm-hmm. And they're ideas based on a study of revolutionary history, of the history of the class struggle. And, and we can, as long as we're patient with it, we know what we're talking about, we study, we can be confident, we can win people over in the labor movement and, and start getting our motions and our ideas right up there on the, on the agenda of, of national conferences and things. So that's the, that's a small example of the kind of impact that we can have. And there's, there's plenty of other things going on, you know, like the, there's there's big battles at the moment in in major at the national level in major trade unions because there is this ferment among the rank and file of uh, of trade unions at the minute and that is causing disputes and splits in the leadership of trade unions about the best way to conduct the struggle on behalf of their members so last year there was a big fight between the kind of left wing and a right wing within unison for example this year in the same thing in unite uh, over elections to the NEC, and we've been involved in that. IMT members have been involved, standing for positions, coordinating with the with obviously the more leftward leaning members, and we get stuck in on those on those fights as well, and, and putting forward our ideas, explaining that more militancy, more of a left wing direction is the way forward, obviously for the trade unions. So we're involved in all these kind of things, as well as the thousand and one kind of smaller campaigns in schools, in universities, in workplaces. All the all the disputes, all the questions, communists have something to say about that. And in particular, we take every example of workers or young people in the struggle and we try and link it to these broader questions. We point out that the fundamental cause of all the problems that we face is the capitalist system as a whole. And we need to try and link all these struggles together uh, to, to direct them at that root cause. So that, that's the kind of role that we play and it's a really important one. Excellent, yeah, thanks for that. And uh, yeah, just to let our listeners know, on our website, we actually have a series of trade union bulletins that we publish. Our comrades inside unions like Unite, 
Unison, uh, the UCU, the RMT, PCS, and so on. They produce analysis, they produce a program, which they share with their comrades in the trade union movement in order to try and organize a Marxist tendency in the labor movement. So if you'd like to check those out, then you can head to our website. In the menus, you can find trade union bulletins. And yeah, we definitely recommend checking those out. So you mentioned Sheffield University as well, and that brings me on to another thing, which is that the IMT in Britain organizes in universities across the country. I think we have uh, to date about 50 Marxist societies that mm, are set yeah. up and run by, by, um, by IMT members. Um, so yeah, maybe you can just go into you know, what they are, what, what they do, what they discuss, and you know, what the aim of the, of the Marxist Student Federation is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's one thing you can say for sure, which is that a lot of young people, especially today, more so today than ever, a lot of young people are very radicalized at the moment. They they can see a future that has been taken away from them and uh and, and they want to do something about it. And and in every town and city around the country, you can you know that there's gonna be a lot of young people at uh, schools, colleges, universities. And that's a good place then to focus our efforts at connecting with a layer of people who who are interested in communist ideas in, in radical ideas. So I'd, I'd really encourage uh, any kind of aspiring communists out there to go and get stuck in at your local school or college or university and, and see if you could find some people who'd be interested in in setting up, yeah, a Marxist society, for example, or an after-school communist club or, or something like that. Um, <clears throat> because that's that's what the, the main role of these Marxist societies uh, and the stuff of the work that the Marxist Student Federation does is is to educate this new layer in these ideas, give them a passion for these ideas. And then we can take that understanding that we develop and turn it towards uh, more campaigning, for example, on campus, but also off campus. A recent example is all, is all the strike action that's been going on, the CWU, the postal workers, the, the RMT, uh, obviously the UCU. We've, we've gathered up the students that we found on the campuses who are interested in communist ideas, interested in Marxists, and we've taken them with us to the picket lines. Mm -hmm. And we've got them involved. We've got them understanding what the class struggle is. That's the big role that students can play in this burgeoning industrial action that's, that's happening around the country. Is this kind of a big lever of support for the workers, which goes a long way. So that's really the role of the Marxist Student Federation at the moment, is to educate a new layer in these ideas, new layer of young people and turn them towards the, the working class. Okay, excellent. Well, yeah, that sounds like a lot of, uh, a lot of different things, a lot of activity. Um, so yeah, I mean, one of the questions that I would like to ask as well is, is um, you know, given this high level of, of activity and all the resources that, that, that we have, uh, how's this all, how's this all paid for? What do we, what does the organization base itself on? Uh, do we have any uh, big business backers or anything like that? I, uh, I assume not, but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for some reason we can't find any big businessmen who are particularly <laughs> keen on our why. ideas. No, but it's, it's a, this is an important point. I'm glad we're covering it because um, look, there's the saying goes that finance is the sinews of war, and this is a war that we're fighting. It's a class war, um, <clears throat> and it and it costs like everything under capitalism uh, to be able to produce all of our political material. Um, all of our publications to run campaigns. There's a, a thousand and one practical tasks, small things, equipment that's required. Um, it requires people and time and money. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, yeah, as you say, look, some some organisations, some political organisations, obviously people like the Tories and, and increasing the Labour Party, 
they rely on funding from big donors, like one or two or a small number of big donors, or money from the state. Obviously, we don't rely on those things and we wouldn't want to. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> we rely on thousands of smaller donations from our members, members of the IMT and supporters, people who maybe can't, don't feel they can be members at this stage, but are willing to support us financially. That is important for us because it keeps us independent. If we had, I mean, we're trying to overthrow the capitalist state. If we were taking money from them, we wouldn't be able, we, we wouldn't really be independent of them enough to be able to carry out our task. If we had one or two big donors, they would really be able to dictate the political line of this organization. And that's not what we want. We, we want the organization to belong. We need the organization to belong to the ordinary, like working class people who support us. So we 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 ask people to to give what they can financially to support us, but it is worth pointing out that I mean I said it's thousands of small donations. Some of them are not so small, you know. Like the the average monthly donation from supporters of Socialist Appeal uh, in England and Wales, and actually and for Revolution Scotland, the average monthly donation is is well above thirty pounds a month, which is not an insignificant amount of money um, <clears throat> when you when you think about it. And actually, we need that to be higher. Uh, if we want to expand, which we do, now is the time to expand. There's lots of people interested. Well, we need more money than that, you know. Um, <clears throat> and we also, of course, get people giving very generous one-off donations. Not not big, you know, millionaire backers. Working mm -hmm. people who... who look, I'll give you an example. Again, like uh, recently, you probably know, the RMT uh, had a dispute and one uh, backdated pay rise. Well, one... Uh, one guy, one member of the IMT, who is also a member of the IMT in uh, in London, he donated as a one-off donation all of his back pay, but his his wow. like, the increase in his back pay basically was one through that through that dispute. He works on the railways, not a high-paid guy, but he 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 donated that. Um, <clears throat> and and when you think about it, like that is how the communist movement historically has always been funded. It's been by these really significant uh, sacrifices. That's what they are, really. Sacrifices by uh, people who are really committed and convinced about the need to, to change society and overthrow capitalism. Um, I mean, the Russian Revolution, again, is a good example. 1905, the Bolsheviks had nothing. They had no resources. And yet in 1905, this was before, 1917 was the successful revolution. But in 1905, there was a revolution in Russia also, which was unsuccessful. But it was a revolution. It was a mass revolutionary movement. And they could see, the Bolsheviks could see this happening around them, but they had no money. They couldn't, they didn't even have the money to print the leaflets. <laughs> and uh, And so they went to working class, but they went to the workers and, and just said, look, anything you can give and anything you can't give, to be honest. We need every kopeck, every penny that you have. You had stories of people pawning in their jewellery and their family heirlooms and everything like exactly, that. Yeah. Exactly, exactly that. Like that's And that's how uh, the Bolsheviks built, basically. It was on the base of that. Or or take the, the Cuban Revolution. There's an interesting uh, anecdote, actually, that after the Cuban Revolution, um, after they took power <clears throat> in the early years, they were being increasingly cut off by blockades and stuff from trade with the outside world. And and they realized Che Guevara, he was Minister for Industry Minister for Industries, and he realized that if Cuba was going to survive, it needed to it needed to diversify its economy and import heavy machinery in particular. Mm -hmm. But they didn't have the money, they didn't have the capital to buy this heavy machinery in. So they had to raise the money. And then and, and so a load of people working in that Ministry for Industries, not highly paid, obviously, in a revolutionary government, 
they had very little money, but they donated half their salary to uh, the 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 pool, the fund, the pool for for buying this heavy machinery and getting it in because they realized like that was much more important. That was by that was the success of the revolution that was mm -hmm. at stake, and so they were willing to make those kind of sacrifices. And that's the point about about funding for a revolution, like finance for a revolutionary organization, for a communist organization. It's not some charitable donation. It's not your spare change that you won't really miss that much. This is funding the class war. This is a serious thing. And so we do we take finance really seriously because if if we if we are not willing, if if ordinary like working class people, if the people who are convinced not if the people who are convinced of communism are not willing to put their money where their mouth is, we're not going to get that money from anywhere else. Yeah, precisely. Okay, thanks for explaining that. Um, so yeah, let's 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 move on then um, to this this campaign that that we've launched. The IMT in Britain has launched a communist recruitment drive uh, at our recent March Congress. It was announced uh, that we've reached the eight hundred member mark uh, in in Britain, and uh, the Congress uh, decided to reach the eight thousand member mark as soon as possible because you know, an organization of not just a thousand but two thousand five thousand and more than that is what is needed in order to provide a, re a revolutionary leadership uh, in the class struggle uh, in britain and of course across the world so we've launched this uh, this communist recruitment drive i mentioned the the posters and the, and the stickers that have been going up mm -hmm. around towns yep. and cities across britain um but yeah do you want to go into a bit more detail about you know what what this campaign is and and, and uh, yeah why people should uh, should get involved basically yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, we were thinking about the state of the world as as communists and Marxists <laughs> often do, yeah. uh, and and it is increasingly clear. It has been for some time, I think, increasingly clear that people really have had enough. Um, you know, there's there's economic crisis all over the world, but in Britain it's particularly bad. The inflation is particularly high, uh, and and people are suffering particularly uh, harsh conditions. And then you, you look at the, the war that's that's going on in Ukraine, for example, the climate disaster. There just seems to be crisis and chaos mm -hmm. uh, on every level. And then, for example, in Britain, you look at the political front. You look at the political <laughs> options that people <laughs> like have. A circus, what, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. What what option do they have exactly? It's there's there's nothing. It's total rubbish. That's what people are presented with. So there's you can't see it. It's not expressed. Well, you can see a bit actually in the trade unions and in the industrial struggle. You're seeing that reaching a, a high point that hasn't been reached for decades. And that is really significant. That is an expression of that mood that exists. But there is this anger beneath the mm -hmm. surface in Britain and in a lot of countries where people are looking for an alternative and they're looking for radical ideas, I think, because mm -hmm. they're realizing what is increasingly clear. And I, I really think the climate is the best example for this, but it, it could be anything, you know, that the, the causes people to draw this conclusion that this, what we're facing today is not just uh, the system gone a bit wrong. Uh, it's not just a few mistakes that have been made. And if we correct the mistakes, the system will start functioning again properly. Mm -hmm. This is the way the capitalist system works. This is the best that capitalism has to offer. And it is just chaos and crisis at every level. And so I, like, I wasn't surprised at all when I saw, I think it was early March, there was this uh, poll. Well, I was a little bit surprised at the scale of it, actually. But <clears throat> it was this poll done by some right-wing Canadian think tank, um, which found that when I think it was 29% of people between 18 and 34 in the UK thought that communism was the best system when they were asked, the best mm -hmm. kind of system for society. And that's massive, 29%. That's almost a third of under 34s in the UK. 
I did the maths on it. It's, it's, and that doesn't include people under 18 as well. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> are probably Definitely even more high. radical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, when you think about it, like I, I, as I said, I did the maths. I think it's between four and four and a half million people. That means if wow. that's accurate, four, but four and a half million people are wandering about in the UK thinking, yeah, communism would be the best thing. Now that is, uh, that is dramatic, mm -hmm. I think. And so we thought, well, surely we've got to connect with that. Surely, mm -hmm. surely we can, we we can put our ideas across. There's lots of people who'd be interested in what we've got to say and who agree with it, but maybe they're not really doing very much about mm -hmm. it at this stage. And that's really what's motivated us. And that's who this podcast also is aimed at, is people who are sitting there thinking, yeah, I'm a communist. Maybe you listen to Marxist Voice and you like it or you read Revolution Scotland or or Socialist Appeal or Marxist.com or whatever it is. And you think, yeah, I agree with all that, but you're not necessarily doing anything about it yet. So We've, we've done this campaign, are you a communist? Then get organized. And I think that's, that's the crucial bit because we say, if you're a communist, fine, four and a half million people communists. All right, but you've got to prove it. It's not enough just to sit there and say, I'm a communist. You have to get organized and start organizing others. And we can help with that. And that's the point. That's why we've launched this campaign is to basically say to all these people, if you're serious about it, then we can enable you basically to to have a bit of an impact as an individual there's not much you can do but you get organized you can do a lot more and and it is important because the working class as we've talked about the working class is on the move in britain and everywhere at the moment and there is much more to come we're really just at the beginning of this wave of industrial action and so on and there is a desperate need for radical militant socialist communist revolutionary ideas in that working class movement. There's a desperate need for it. And if we're being honest, we are way too small to mm -hmm. make that kind of connection at this stage. So we need people to get involved. So so we need you, but you also need us because as an individual, there's not much you can do. But organized collectively, there's a lot that we could change. Yeah, and how has the reception been to the campaign, would you say, so far? Obviously, it is quite early days, but uh, has there been a good reception to it? Yeah, it is early days, but it has been amazing. I mean, mm -hmm. um, We've, yeah, we've. I think there's been about 400 in a month. There's been 450 people getting in touch, saying that they want to get involved mm -hmm. um, and get organised, which is it is extraordinary when you think about it. We've we've barely got off the ground. A few posters and stickers have gone up in in you know a couple of dozen towns and cities around the country, and to already have this response is spectacular. I think, and then we're getting yeah we're getting workers writing in from from different places, places also where we have nothing. Mm -hmm. uh, no branch of socialist appeal yet but obviously on the basis of this we will be able to establish mm -hmm. new branches of socialist appeal of revolution scotland also just of the imt all over the uk uh we will uh we will make big gains out of this i think mm -hmm. and there was one uh worker on a construction site that wrote in from south london is that right who said that all of his colleagues are just talking about revolution and how much they want to overthrow overthrow the system basically yeah yeah <laughs> that, yeah that was an interesting one uh the idea that there's yeah, they're not, they're not all sitting there thinking, yeah, I'm a convinced communist, but they are sitting there thinking there's something fundamentally yeah. wrong, you know, and and that's that's something that we have something to say about. We can start a conversation with these people. We can try and win them over, you know. Yeah, perfect. Well, um, I guess we should just end by saying, you know, if you're listening at home and, and you like the idea of the things that we've been discussing, you want to roll your sleeves up and, 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 and get organized and get building, then, uh, yeah, what should people do uh, right now uh, to, to get involved, to apply to join? And what can they do immediately to start building the international Marxist tendency mm. in Britain? Yeah, look, that is, that's the important question. So the, the first thing uh, is we need to hear from you. We need to, we need to have a conversation. Um, <clears throat> so you've got to get in touch with us. 
Now you can do that uh, through the websites that Jack mentioned earlier. So that's the Socialist Appeal in England or Wales, Revolution Scotland in Scotland. Uh, or if, you, if you're not in the UK, but you're listening to the podcast anyway, then you can get in touch via Marxist.com, the In Defense mm-hmm. of Marxism website. That's the IMT's website mm-hmm. internationally. And we have sections mm-hmm. across the world, right? We have sections in, yeah. in, in, in Canada, in the USA, across Europe, in, in Pakistan, South Africa. So yeah, check out the list of sections on, on Marxist.com forward slash about us. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. So, so there's plenty of ways to get in touch through the website or on social media. Also, uh, you can uh, you can get in touch with us. But we've got to hear from you. That's the first thing. Um, <clears throat> now, once we hear from you uh, and you tell us where you are in the country uh, or internationally, but let's assume you're you're in the UK, um, <clears throat> then you will immediately be put in touch with whoever, like someone from your local branch, basically. And the next person who contacts you will be someone from a local branch of the IMT, wherever you are based. And they will get you along to a branch meeting so you can see what, how we organize, what we're all about, how it works, begin your political education, all the rest of it. They'll talk you through what it is to be a member. I mean, it's, it basically covers what we've covered here today. Uh, and then you can get signed up then and there. Uh, and then it will be a case of, of uh, getting to work, starting your studies, starting your Marxist studies, you study the class struggle, and, and the lessons we can draw for the class struggle today, and also getting involved in the industrial movement, in the trade unions, putting our ideas out there, selling the paper, talking to ordinary people about our ideas and winning new ones over, building a communist cell in your school or your workplace or whatever it is. And we will help with all of that. We've got, way, we've got methods, we've got ways of doing it, we've got advice. Um, so that it, it, will, it will all start within, hopefully, about a week of you contacting us. Now, if if you happen to be in a place where we don't currently have a branch of the IMT, then in some ways, even better, because your <laughs> first job will be to to start building that branch in that place. And again, we can give you all kinds of advice on how to do that. We'll come, we'll send people over to come and visit and we'll help you out. But um, <clears throat> that that would be a massive step forward if we could, everywhere we don't currently have a branch, every town or city where we don't have something, if we could set something up. Um, that would be a, a big step forward for building the forces of communism in, in Britain today. The point is that there has never been a better time to get involved with an organization like the IMT, with a communist revolutionary organization, than, than right now. Now is the time to do it. So uh, get in touch immediately and we'll take it from there. Well, yeah, I think that's a great place to uh, to end this week's episode. Thanks very much, Ben, uh, for, for, for agreeing to, to come along and to, to explain uh, why people should get involved. Is there anything else you'd like to uh, to say before we finish up, or is that is that all? No, I think that's about it. Look, I'm just I'm I'm excited to meet all these yeah, me all these new people <laughs> who are gonna who are already asking to get involved and and who hopefully are gonna continue to do so. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So yeah, with that, we'll end this week's episode of Marxist Voice. Thanks very much for our listeners for tuning in, and make sure you stay tuned for future episodes covering Marxist theory, revolutionary history, and current events from a Marxist perspective. Brought to you by Marxist Voice, the podcast of the international. Marxist tendency in Britain. See you next week.